Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Anxiety, Depression, and Us. You are not alone. I'm your host, Brittany, and today my guest is someone I spend a good chunk of time with. She is someone I run to with a lot of my struggles. Someone I consider a little sister, and which is really funny because she and my sister actually have the same name. Welcome, Sabrina. Hello, hello. How are you? Exciting. Uh, I'm very nerve wracking. (laughs) I'm thrilled. (laughs) I love talking about myself. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me today. I really Mm -hmm. appreciate it. I know this quarantine has us all super busy, um, but -hmm. thanks for taking the time out of. (laughs) your day to be my very first guest could you tell the listeners just a little bit about you um okay so like you said my name's Sabrina I'm 22 um like Brittany said we spent a lot of time together because we both work for a mouse so um but yeah when I'm not working I'm probably still there hanging out (laughs) with my friends but yeah that's basically just a little bit about myself yeah we spend a whole lot of time together um (laughs) 40 to 50 because, hours a week to be certain oh, only 50 only 50 <laughs> um but since we do spend a lot of time together I know that you have anxiety just like I do yeah and I know we've had a lot of discussions about it and then especially with us working at Disney it's such a high pace mm-hmm. uh environment uh how do you deal with it how do you go through your day with having anxiety um in in the jobs that I have it's it's kind of hard, but then at the same time with, with being so, you know, fast paced and having to constantly stay on my toes, um, it kind of helps me in a way to get lost into work and where my anxiety kind of melts away, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know for me, when I'm working in the office, I have a hard time, um, staying busy or I, ha- I don't have a hard right. time staying busy which is great especially because like for people with anxiety they understand that once we're mm-hmm. stopped and we don't right. move we start doing like the little things where it's like what's going on right. this way where is this going what's go- yeah um especially with back of house I know that you guys are constantly trying to um keep going yeah. you're having to think on your feet really quickly yeah. I know for me with I would think. yeah with my anxiety um I have a hard time staying still how are you dealing with having anxiety when it's like you never know what tomorrow is gonna bring um I think that's kind of that's kind of the fun thing I feel like about my job is that like yes every day is kind of different and it's kind of looking different whether that's like what our labor looks like or what our products looks like but then at the same time, um, I also have a great opportunity where if I need to just take a second and, like, walk away, I can. So that's, that's kind of nice. Um, has there any, ever been a, a time where your anxiety got the best of you at work or even after your mental health is just, like, I'm done, like, I can't go back and this is too stressful, like, what can I do next? Has that ever because I know for me, when I've, uh, when I first started, it was like a lot for me Mm -hmm. because it was constantly changing and my mental health just took a very big toll. And then for me at the time I was doing, um, I used to go to Channel Islands, shout out for the dolphins. Um, I used to go to Channel Islands, so I would have to be here every weekend, Mm -hmm. but it took a toll on me going back and forth. Right. And there would be time like every now and then where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like this, this is a toll on me. Um, Have you ever gotten to that point with working how many hours we do and just needing a day where we're just like, this is a lot. Yeah. And it like, have you ever had that moment? Yeah. And it kind of happened. It's the timing of it was really stuffy because it happened while I was at work and it was a really, really busy day. And we were, we had like so many call outs that we were, we were running on fumes at that point. And I just kind of was like, I just kind of gave up and I felt awful because my cast was like looking at me like for direction. And I was just kind of like, yeah, we're going to keep going. But you could tell, like, even though I kept going, you could tell that like, I, w- I was done. I was like, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to go home and that's it. And it kind of, even to a point where like Alondra came in and she was like, what is going on? And I like told her and she's like, no one's ever going to be mad at you for trying your best. And I was like, oh, no, I know that. 
but like even though I know that my brain doesn't fully know that if that makes sense and she Mm -hmm. was like yeah it does she had never heard me say that like she had no idea because I'm kind of one of those fake it till you make it people um Mm -hmm. unless you like truly know me because like since you know me pretty well you can tell when I've kind of hit my limit um but she hadn't Mm. she didn't know what that was and now she does so it's kind of cool to be able to partner with our leaders like that to where she can she can see and see that I've reached my limit and be like okay you know take a step take take a step back and then you know we'll refocus and keep going yeah as a leader I know for me I'm very open about my anxiety Mm -hmm. um and I I have started becoming a little more open about like my depression Mm -hmm. um with certain cast members who have come to me have you ever gotten to a point where you're like and you see a cast member reflecting what you Mm -hmm. felt in your past of having like anxiety attacks panic attacks any of that have you are you at a place where you can do that as well like you can notice it and be able to like be that shoulder someone can lean on um yeah I think I have actually there's um Unfortunately, like, anxiety and depression is, like, a pretty pretty common thing, especially um, in the environments that we're in. And I've been able to just kind mm-hmm. of reiterate that same information that I was given. You know, nothing – it's not ever going to be perfect. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. And um, mm-hmm. no one's ever going to be mad at you for trying your best. And I do kind of just, like, give them that time to vent or just kind of – you know debrief and give themselves a second or even if it's like hey I want to go home (laughs) like I will ER them and I know maybe that's not a lot of routes that other people would take but their sanity and their health as a person is so much more important than work that like someone else could do yeah I totally get you. I had one cast member come up to me and she's like, I just can't do this. Like, there's just so many things going on right now. I'm so stressed. I don't know what it's, I had to look back and be like, you know what? My leader, uh, my manager, Chris was the first person to be like, you know, you need to go. Like you need to do your Mm -hmm. own thing. I think living with anxiety, I've learned to be more like compassionate I think you can you can see it when I'm at mm-hmm. work is like I'm beyond probably the most compassionate human and I think we have to like especially with such a high stress environment we live in right or work in we have to be the person that's like okay you know what you're not you're not in your right frame so you can't do the things I need you to do mm-hmm. so let's cut that work end of it and be that compassionate human mm-hmm. that someone's going to need you right. know and I think that as leaders not just us but other leaders should understand that cast members other um, retail should understand that they're human beings right. especially at Disneyland where it's completely crazy right. and we talked about it being like you never know what tomorrow's right, gonna exactly. bring you never know what today's going to bring yeah. <laughs> you walk in and everyone could have called oh, out yeah. and you have to do twice the amount of work happened. yeah i mean let's be real the day before it oh, closed, yeah. everyone decided they didn't want to come <laughs> in yeah no it's true and i think also something that um not even just as leaders in our area or you know in our workplace but just i think society uh, needs to realize like your health isn't just like oh I'm uh, you know I have a stomachache today or have a headache like mental health is just as mm-hmm. important because like if you think about it like I mean prior to this whole pandemic thing if one of my runners came like throwing up you would send them home <laughs> like there's yeah. no question about Good. it so I, I don't understand why there's a different energy for like hey like I'm having an awful day. I don't want to be here. Uh, I, I contemplate life. Like, why Why is it a different energy? Why don't we have that same compassion oh, yeah. for someone who, hey, like, my stomach hurts. I know I can go home, you know, take Tylenol, 
eat some soup and maybe, you know, be okay in a couple of days, but it's like, my brain hurts. I don't know what to do. I can't be here, but there's no compassion for that. And I, I never quite understood it. I think that it's something like almost like a taboo right. to some mm-hmm. people. I feel like it's like the thing where it's like, you see, if I can't see it, I can't trust to believe right. it. Or if, if we don't talk about it, it's not necessarily something that you can be like, oh, well, I could take a medicine and I'll be fine, you know? And I mean, for me at work, um, recently I had like a full-fledged panic attack Mm -hmm. at work and everyone's like, oh, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And I'm like, but you don't know that. Like your instant, your reassurance is great, but like, did you ever take a second to be like, what's going on? Like, how can I better assess? Like, personally, I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but when I have panic attacks or anxiety, I don't like to be touched. Yeah, no. And I think that's when people want to touch you the most. Is like, when you're freaking out, they want to just pat you on the shoulder and be like, you'll be right. fine. You'll be fine. Right. It's all good. See, and I... But, like... I'm kind of the same way. No, no I'm, I'm the same way where it's like, I, I already... You know how I am. Like, I'm very particular on who yeah. touches me, who hugs me, like, things like that. But I think for me, when I do have those anxiety moments, I just need a moment to be by myself. But I also don't really want someone to reassure me. And I know that kind of sounds crazy. But at the same time, like, I just want someone to listen to me. I don't want you to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to be okay. Because it's like, yes, I know I'm supposed to be okay. But my brain with this great chemical imbalance that I have is telling me that I'm not. So it doesn't make me feel better when you're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to be okay. It's like, yes, I, I know. I know I am, but I don't feel okay right but now. But still, like, yeah, I have to be like, I think something that this whole pandemic's happened, and I think a lot of people will start understanding it a little mm-hmm. bit more, which is sad to say that that had to right. happen. But like, if you think about it, this whole thing is taking a toll on not just my mental health, but I know like we've talked about it, um, having to be stuck in small spaces, yeah. like, for so right. long like this is we're what going on our second yeah, week, week two. and yeah because we stopped working yeah. on Monday so or two weeks ago but like you know what I mean like it's taking a moment to be like yes it's mm-hmm. great for some people to be yeah. off but like people with anxiety we have to be in a routine oh, yeah. like I know for me um I noticed I had anxiety when I started taking uh, medicine in elementary school. I had ADD. So I started noticing a lot more that I couldn't handle being out of routine. I couldn't handle being someone of a, let's do this instead. Right. And then I'd have like little freakouts because it wasn't my routine. So mm-hmm. like for me, these whole two weeks have been like, great. I'm not working. When do I get to go back to work? You know? Right. Okay. I'm hopeful that now we're kind of getting into like people can see that now mental health is important because you are constantly going to get anxious, not knowing what tomorrow right. is going to bring. Like we don't know when we're going back. <laughs> right. Um, I think for me, it's like, I don't know. So I'm freaking out. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know about you. How are you feeling about this whole <clears throat> staying at home all the time? Um, it's kind of weird because I am very introverted and I like I don't necessarily thrive off of like being around people obviously like I have my moments of like when I want to but it's (laughs) I I have this Mm -hmm. ongoing joke with like my friends that I have a social battery and it gets you know (laughs) gets charged throughout the weeks and then I go out maybe once a month and I'm like all right there my social battery is drained Um, I'll see you guys in two more months um yeah so I thought that this would kind of be like ideal and like like I said before like I work a lot and I don't really even when I'm off I'm still kind of there because let's be real like California is expensive to live in and if you have somewhere that you can go for free like you're gonna go so (laughs) and so um I thought that this would kind of be like a great time for me but if anything it's kind of caused me to dwell on the uncertainty that we yeah. do have um but then now I've, I've kind of I call my mom like twice a day also because I am like 
I'm my mom has always told me that I'm a hypochondriac and I definitely believe it um, because at least twice a day I, I, and it's so bad I need to stop I look at <laughs> I look at the symptoms for coronavirus and I call my mom like mom my chest hurts she's like Sabrina you have asthma and I'm like you're right I do <laughs> and I'm like mom my head hurts she's like Sabrina you clench your jaw you have all 22 years of your life I'm like oh my god you're right so like at least twice a day I'm calling my mom telling her about a symptom that follows corona but I know I don't like I know I don't have it but that's kind of what my anxiety has brought out of me where it's like I'm now constantly worried like I'm gonna get sick like my hands are my here's the thing when I was a kid um they thought I had OCD because I Mm. um I I, I'm a germaphobe like huge huge germaphobe um I'm constantly washing Mm -hmm. my hands um everybody now just started carrying hand sanitizer but I have always carried hand sanitizer. It's always in my pocket. Um, yes, I know. <laughs> my hands are consist- like constantly dry because of how much I wash them. But now it's been even worse. Like I, I even, <laughs> I, I should have done this before. I don't know why I haven't. But like I constantly like am wiping my phone with a Lysol wipe. Even if I just go to check the mail in my complex, I'm like, all right, washing my hands. Lysol wipes to my phone, didn't even touch my phone, didn't bring it out of my pocket, but you know what? Those germs are going to catch on. Lysol, <laughs> Lysol it, up. it up. So, like, I think it's kind of brought out more of a side of me that, like, I've always kind of had, but now it's, like, just, on like, times 10. But I'm trying. Yeah, I know for, I think because my mom, my mom's a complete germaphobe, mm-hmm. like, crazy germaphobe. Mm-hmm. You would not be caught hand sanitizer Mm -hmm. so this has been a lot for me because like I don't really stay at my parents house all the time I stay at uh, my boyfriend right so it's been a change because literally everything is clean like clean right and it's getting me anxious because like if it's not clean like my mom gets frustrated and then I get frustrated and then I get anxious because I'm frustrating my right. mom. And I'm, you know, it's like right. you get to these points where I know staying at home, like I, I love it, but I feel like my anxiety comes out the most mm-hmm. when I'm home because it has to be a certain right. way, you know? See, and like for me, that's kind of also something that has been like kind of triggering my anxiety more, I feel like, is because like, like I said, like I'm calling my mom. So since I'm not, from California originally like and with the travel ban Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to go see my mom so it kind of sucks because like in a Mm -hmm. moment like this I I wish I were there and it's like I love California and like I fully I knew before I even came on to Disney like full-time that like I was supposed to be here but in moments like this I do wish that like I was with my mom to where I could be like I can make I can literally make her feel my forehead and be like mom do I have a fever am I dying (laughs) and she can can be there to reassure me like shut up you're not and you're not dying you're You're just annoying and so that like I feel like that kind of triggers it too in a sense in the opposite spectrum of what you were Mm -hmm. talking about where it's like I'm very thankful that I don't live alone grateful for my roommate yeah I think this is also a time where <laughs> but yeah, off. <laughs> I think this is I, I I have to applaud you because like I know for me um I struggle almost every day with like um wanting to constantly be around my mm-hmm. mom and my right. dad because like I I could I don't survive very well without right. my parents like it sounds bad but like I think my anxiety gets triggered really bad if I'm away from my parents for too right. long, like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes coming home is like a stressful environment, but it's okay. Right. Cause I know I can leave, <laughs> but like the second I'm gone, I like, I'm like, Hey, <laughs> I could last maybe two weeks without seeing my dad and my yeah. mom. If I last any longer, I will probably lose it. Yeah. This, you know, like I, I, I feel that this is the longest, no, this is the longest <sighs> that I, uh, that I've been away from my mom. Cause even though like we live in different yeah. rooms, because even though we live in different states, um, we still, like, fam- my family is really important to me, and um, anyone who knows me kind of knows that. Like, they are my pride and joy. Mm-hmm. I talk about my brother and sister, like, as if I birthed them myself. Gonna <laughs> ignore the fact that I'm 22 and my brother's 21, so. 
um (laughs) but um yeah I haven't seen my mom since October so it's like this is like this is the hardest part because before it was my choice of not going home Mm -hmm. um they had mostly come Mm -hmm. out to California so uh before it was my choice now I don't have the choice and I think that's what really kind of messes me up a little bit is I know for me anxiety if I'm having a really bad anxiety Mm -hmm. attack it kind of leads me down the road of depression because like especially because like um around December I and November I get really like grumpy Mm -hmm. and my anxiety just like skyrockets because it's around the time my cousin passed away um and it triggers Mm -hmm. me to like have these anxiety attacks and like any little thing is like I start thinking, oh, well, what yeah. if, what if, what if, what if? And it just brings me to a dark, dark, dark place where I get depressed. Yeah. Like, I have been very good, and I think I've talked to you mm-hmm. kind of about it. Like, I've been very good not to, like, get to yeah. that point. But there's some times where I will, like, literally nothing, um, nothing will bring me out of it. I stay dark. Like, I don't want to be around people at work. I'm not, like, yeah. you see me. I'm very happy-go-lucky. But I can't even put on a face anymore. Like, I'm just right. done. Like, do you ever... Is this, like, a point where you're starting to, like, not get depressed, but you can see yourself trying not to go down that road? Yes. And, um, actually, like, I kind of have prided... prided <laughs> I've kind of pride myself in not going down that road. Um, it's been a while since I've been mm-hmm. there. And I think that's because, like... I finally got into like a healthy place in life to where I can you know kind of mm-hmm. con- not control it necessarily because for me like uh, I don't really have triggers it just kind of it just kind of happens like there's it sounds crappy I guess in a way when I say it but like nothing significant in my life has happened to where I should be depressed I've been very lucky my whole mm-hmm. life and I, I'm I'm very grateful for that And I think that's what kind of makes it more difficult to control in a sense where it's like, I don't have any triggers. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, you know, I don't have any, you know, PTSD associated with depression or anything like that. Um, I just, Mm -hmm. I just have a chemical imbalance where my brain, I can feel happy one second and the next second I'm, I I don't want to be alive. So like, um, yeah, I've kind of gotten to this point where I've found healthier coping mechanisms instead of just, because before I would Mm -hmm. just lay in bed and I, like, there'd be days where, like, I would not leave my room to a point where, like, my mom would text me and yeah. be like, where are you? And I'd be like, I'm in my room. Yeah. Um, so I haven't got there in a while, which I'm super, super grateful for. But I, I, I know there's sometimes when I'm super stressed and I can feel my anxiety really, really building up. I kind of like the instance I told you about um, where I kind of felt myself give up. I, that's kind of where I reach my point where I'm like, okay, you can either keep fighting or you can give up and go back to that place. And I kind of challenge myself to push on because laying in bed is not going to help me in any yeah. way, you know? No. Is there, what are your coping mechanisms? Because I know for me it's reading. Um, I love to write. Mm-hmm. So I try to like distract myself by writing like, the opposite of what right. I'm feeling so like if I'm feeling like really right. bad and I just want to cry and I just I write the cheesiest romance of a story that. because that is the opposite of how right. I'm feeling and I read the cheesiest romance right. ever uh-huh. you know I'm not ashamed to say like I could reread Twilight like six times I could reread um 50 Shades right. any of those cheesy romance seven million times because that's the opposite of how I'm feeling but that's usually my go-to um is there something that you could like give our listeners like like a tidbit that makes it easier for them to get through maybe an anxiety attack or you know how you said you came from a moment where you're like I could either lay in bed or I could do something I think for me since I'm I'm very like not to not to sound boastful but like I've been very artistically gifted in the sense where like I'm very like musically inclined. Um, I grew up dancing and you know being on dance teams and things like that. Um, 
Mm -hmm. So when it comes to it, my coping mechanism is kind of embarrassing, but I just sing Sam Smith's songs really, really loud. Like, really, really loud. I mean, you have a good voice. (laughs) I've heard it. Thank you. I mean, I appreciate that. But yeah, that's kind of, for me, I just, I always recommend, like, because you, like, you love to read and you love to write and that's something that you're passionate about. So I would, I would say, like, to dig into your passions and look at your hobbies. If you don't, I feel like hobbies are so weird because I never thought I had a hobby and then I realized like Sabrina you play instruments Sabrina you like to sing Sabrina you like to dance like those are all hobbies and I think like we forget that um passions and hobbies kind of are synonymous in a way so I think digging into your passions and realizing like okay like this is what makes me happy do something that makes you happy even if it is for some people maybe it is just laying down and watching a movie and I think if yeah. that's what is, like, helping you cope in a healthy way, I'm in no place to be like, no, don't do that. Because just because it didn't work for me doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. Exactly. I I couldn't agree more. And I know, like, right now, like, if you're in the U.S. feeling a little bit like Rapunzel mm-hmm. and hiding away from the world... Um, it's kind of hard, right? You know, she had all these millions of things to do and this safer at home order is really, I know people think introverts are really going to be We're happy not. about this, but like <laughs> as one, you know, we are miserable. Crazy. It's, as much as we like to like go out and do like, we like to stay right. home and relax. Like we do like to socialize. Yeah. Like I'm a <laughs> hugger. I have not hugged anyone in so long. And it's so stressed out. It, like, stresses me out so much. And, like, I think that's where I also get, like, really anxious. Because, like, what if this never right. ends? I think that's what I'm nervous about. Or does it end yeah. for a while? That's kind of something that's been eating yeah. me up, too. Where everyone's like, China started just, in January. And yeah. they're just now finishing. And I was like, oh, my God, that's three months. Yeah. And if you think about it, we technically started in February. Like, there was, like, I think one yeah. or two cases. But the order never went into effect until I think they said the 16th when we stopped working. I think 16th it was the 17th. Or 17th. I think it was the order to like. Oh, so we just they we just kept working. <laughs> we just kept working after yeah. that. <laughs> Not more no. anxiousness now. I think it was the 13th is when oh. it technically started, but when we got into like full full lockdown, I think it was like the 18th or 19th because they did it for a month yeah it was like the 18th or 19th because we're oh yeah yeah April 19th Uh, okay yeah yeah that's right so if you think about it like hopefully like this order is lifted because I know that I've talked to my friend Zach Mm -hmm. in Huntington Beach and they've had like um uh, military vehicles starting to roam I don't know about anyone else listening but like that straight up gives me anxiety yeah, I was like why are y'all like, here I've always wanted to see no, a tank serious. like yeah like I've always wanted to see a tank like really close but like in the same breath that is the biggest right. anxiety bubble right there thinking about like right no no like even now I'm like oh it's getting a little hot <laughs> I know I saw someone I, posted on their I don't know, Instagram like, story and they were like wow, the Decepticons are really rolling yeah. out right now. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know much about Transformers, <laughs> but I went on that ride in Universal. But I know that one. Decepticons <laughs> are bad. I know that. How do you feel about the Safer at Home Act? Like, I know that I've talked to a lot of people, and they're kind of, like, yeah. in between. Like, I get why yeah. we have to stay at home. Don't get me wrong. But, like, putting such a restriction on the fact that now they're going to be possibly having military vehicles running up and down my street. Like, I'm not going to want to even, like, take my dogs <laughs> yeah, out I know. to I'm the bathroom. And we do that in the backyard. <laughs> um, I, I guess I, I think I would kind of say I'm in between as well. Mostly because, like, I love being outside. I love being able to take my, yeah. you know, like, I like to go on walks. I like, there's a coffee shop around the corner like I love going I miss Starbucks like they said drive through dude I'm going through Starbucks they, withdrawal they said drive through only and the one across the street from me does not have a drive through so it's just completely closed and they got me messed up if you think I'm gonna spend $30 to Postmate some coffee although there was that one point that I reached I was like Ooh, I really want some coffee but no 
can we just take a second and just admit that Postmates is like legit cool, but like they're always the first ones to like make it super expensive so for you to expensive. get your coffee. Like I personally, this makes my like I need tea right. to calm my right. like, calm down, and like sometimes right. I want Starbucks tea. Postmates wants me to spend like thirty bucks for a six for a six dollar like, tea. Nothing against Postmates. I. You know, I heart you when I need you. $30. Like, $30 I know. I wanted, like, I wanted Sonic so no. bad the other night. And I was like, oh, an ocean water sounds so good. And I went to look. I think it was on DoorDash, though, not Postmates. But, I mean, same tomato potato, you know? Um, so, I looked yeah. and I, like, completed the order, got my ocean water. Literally was just going to get an ocean water. And so, I'm like getting everything ready because the ocean water was only like I think three dollars or something like that and then so I click and I get to the end and with all the fees and everything like that and they make you tip which I mean I would have tipped anyway but like there's something about when some when a company makes you tip that I'm like this is rude what if I didn't want to tip but (laughs) it was like eleven dollars for a three dollar soda and I was like you know what I don't want it that bad I don't and I did it crazy but yeah how are you feeling about the whole I'm kind of in between as well because like like I said like being a hypochondriac at the same time I'm like stay home if if you're coughing stay home leave me alone but at the same time like I do miss being outside I miss seeing my friends I miss you know having social interaction even being introverted um I still I still need you know that constant community and I don't but, like, I understand the importance of social distancing. But I guess it just kind of makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, like, I've noticed, too, like, I have a few people in my life that um, are very open about their depression mm-hmm. and their anxiety. And for me, like, hearing their stories of having to stay home is really hard. Right. Um I think that the sucky part of it is for those people that are out of mm-hmm. like, this yeah. is hard. Like, where they get their anxiety, like, suppressed by being interacting mm-hmm. with people, I think this is where they are having the hardest time because you're constantly having right. to stay home. Yes, FaceTime's amazing, and it keeps you right. sane for, like, a minute, but, like, take it for people that work with us. Like, some of them enjoy being around people and they get their their um their high from interacting with that guest or interacting with their friends at work and let's just be honest like this is hard like where you and I are introverts and this is still hard for us but we can we know how Mm -hmm. to keep ourselves busy they don't don't. and yes you can still go outside but they they limit how long you should be outside right, and how many people so you can be with. It and... sucks. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah, I just, I just can't believe. Like, I don't think I ever thought this was gonna no, happen. No, and it's it's like now I feel it's kind of like a mode. snot. I feel like kind of a snot because I'm not gonna lie. Like, me and my friends were like making jokes about it. Like, anytime we would cough, we'd be like, "Oh my god, Corona!" And now it's like we're really stuck in the house because someone didn't take it seriously. This is crazy. Yeah. I think that, especially in California, mm-hmm. I've noticed that we've had a lot of, um, in the bigger towns, there's a lot more cases. Yeah. Like in my town, there's only one. There's See, one case. I live in Anaheim and I ha- there hasn't been any confirmed in Anaheim. There's been, yeah. there's been a couple I know in Orange County, but not necessarily Anaheim, so... Yeah, I feel like the bigger the city, the more there is, right. you know? Well, yeah, because San Francisco is taking so the get... biggest hit. Oh, yeah. Bad oh. Up there. I have and Los there. Angeles. Yeah, in L.A. too. Just in L.A., there's, like, a lot of cases in L.A., and I'm like, holy poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's scary, especially, like, being someone who does have anxiety and is already constantly afraid that mm-hmm. she's sick anyway it's scary like it is it's a scary thought but I think also staying educated has helped my calm my anxiety too yeah because the thing with coronavirus is like yes a lot of people are losing their lives from it but they also had pre-existing medical conditions 
that are being enhanced mm-hmm. by the virus because I like I was really thinking about it I'm in good health I don't have any kind of you know health conditions I have asthma but like it's not that bad to where like my inhaler is in Arizona why is it there because <laughs> I keep forgetting it why don't I get a new one because they're expensive um so like I'm fine without it though is my point and mm-hmm. so if I were to get it like I'd be one of those who is fine in like a couple days so like yeah but it still stresses me out I, I still think I have it twice a day so oh yeah I think, and that's one of the reasons why, like, I've been very cautious about going outside mm-hmm. and going around people. It's because yeah. uh, my brother, my sister, and my mom all have asthma. Right. And I personally, like, you want to stay educated, that's great. I can't look at the news. It just mm-hmm. gets me more, like, anxious. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know when I'm going back to work. I don't know when I'm going to be able to freely go see my friends without feeling like I'm gonna get arrested for going to see my friends you know like you know like things like that like I'm but like they're getting to that point where they're gonna start subject like checking in not with people's houses but like if you're going somewhere if you're driving they're going yeah I've heard of people getting fines yeah there's uh in New Jersey I think that they just had to break up a party obviously more than 10 people right and they all got fined yeah and, I and it's think like big too yeah they're not like cheap no and none of them are working so it's just yeah worse. yeah it is because then they're gonna have a warrant for I, their arrest and it's just oh, it's yeah. not worth it it's, just stay see, home just please stay home i want to go back to work I miss there's a great app called house party you guys can all talk yeah. through that it's basically the same thing Right? Play some music, like, drink a beer. I, yeah, just have a wine, you know, right. there's that. Like, not advocating, you know, drinking all the time, but, like, you know, there's not much else you can do at this point. It really, honestly. Drink, too. <laughs> drink some water. <laughs> Hydrate or dehydrate. Is there anything that's helping you through this time? Like, um, I know for me, we have a group chat. Like, yes. shout out to Diana Ramirez. I know. Um, yes, we have a group chat because three all three of us I think suffer from like some form of anxiety like I know you and I've had those conversations where I can't stand to go out of my routine that's Mm -hmm. also the ADD in me cannot like I've kind of like gone through that routine but I've also like needed like constant like okay we'll get through this like like nothing's going to happen like we all can get through this with each other's help like right again introvert but love the community right but I know that's helped me a lot I know talking to my parents um mm-hmm. looking at the glass half full yeah. other than half empty mm-hmm. spending time with my family um getting reconnected you know like yeah. I think this is a time where we can reconnect with our friends that we haven't like through texting obviously right right, right. social distancing everyone um isn't there a feet. movie uh five oh no, five feet apart is there the one with I don't Full Sprouse. About the girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, take an example from the movie. <laughs> Stay apart. Don't get sick. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this has helped a lot of my anxiety. And I know social distancing isn't easy. I know that right. you and I have talked about it. Like, I get really anxious if I'm not around people that I'm used to being around. Right. You know? Like, Trust me, like being away from that office is <laughs> severely ex- anxiousness. I'm like, oh, I hope there's no bugs in it when I go back. <laughs> oh, what if there's a spider that'll bite I'm me? So like, scared. you know, like those thoughts go through my head. Oh my god! But you know what I mean? Like, um, I think of all the work we have to do when we get back. Yeah, me all too. the carping. Let me just tell you all guys. All those pin locks. Tarp- <laughs> oh god, <laughs> we had to tarp the living daylights out of our two stores. Our Four, four stores, stores. Yeah. and that's just anxiety central right there having to not break a mug which i think we did i broke twice. like three so oops sorry but like you know what i mean like yeah. i think that has like the idea of going back i want to but then i have minor panic attacks at the fact that we're gonna have so much to do oh when i get God, back yeah. my body's gonna hurt like i <laughs> 
I was telling Courtney yesterday because the like two days ago I cleaned my room and I like clean clean because like it's been it's been something I've been putting off for so long and after like um like lifting stuff and putting things in my closet and mm-hmm. all I'm like wow my body hurts like I feel like I just worked out it's gonna be real hard going back to work where my job is literally lifting boxes but like I think I think for me like this social distancing this not being at work has really made me more um appreciative of those moments when we're at oh, work yeah. especially like some of it like don't get me wrong that place gives me so much anxiety sometimes like I come home and I'm like I need wine or I need to like oh, yeah. hit something oh, yeah. because it's just stress essential but like as much as I hate having anxiety there or I mean don't get me wrong there's been times where that I've worked so hard we had like this thing where everyone basically lost their lead status yeah. long ago mm-hmm. and I was pulling 16 hour shifts I was pulling uh, 13 hour yeah. shifts and that just that stress just gets yeah, yeah I've had that anxiety I had at that point mid lead and closing lead in the same day yeah it's such a hard thing so like trust me when I say like I have major anxiety when I'm at work but like it makes you more appreciative mm-hmm. of what you do at work yeah you know it does. like yes we have those moments but, like, look at the reward. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, that's what gets me through some of my anxiety attacks is, like, I'm looking at the reward rather than looking at the yeah, negative. That's what I, or at least trying that's, to. Let's yeah, be real. Trying, trying to. to. There's some days it's hard. <laughs> it's like, mm. Yeah. No, totally. There's some days. Um, sure. But, yeah. It's, but is there anything that does get you through these moments? Like, minus the fact that, you know, we're going to be coming back <laughs> hopefully soon. Fingers crossed. April 19th. Sounds like a good day to me. Um. Right? After Easter? It's perfect. Well, it's funny that you say Easter because, like, for me, honestly, like, you like you know, um, I, I rely heavily on my faith. And I feel like, I don't know, like, I, I, I have been really nervous through this whole, whole, like, thing. But this one thing that's really been mm-hmm. kind of, like, kind of like my fight song in a sense where it's, like, and if not, he is still good. And that's kind of been helping me a lot yeah. because, like, yes, we're going through all this crap, and there's no denying that it's not fun, and it's not, you know, it's not the best thing, but for me, something that, like, really helps me is, like, I've I've always been told, like, Jesus didn't promise easy, he didn't promise fun, he just always promised that he'd be there, and that's something that's really, like, reassured me and kind of settled my soul. Yeah. I that's such a good thing to do too is like sometimes like I'm very spiritual mm-hmm. so I'm not heavily on my I know there's a heaven there's mm-hmm. a hell I know that there's a god there's a thing I just you know that's I hope I have more hope than I do religion right. you know like right. I'm very um I hope tomorrow's a better day mm-hmm. or I I try to be as positive as I can right you know yeah and I'm hope yeah and that's like that's with my thing like I know not everyone has, you know, that, that faith or, you know, but I, I I do like to think that everyone kind of has, um, the belief of a higher power, you know, it it doesn't really matter what yours is. It's like, for me personally, like I, I, I'm Christian. I've been Christian, um, for a good while, um, was like raised in church and things like that. So it's like, for me, I'm like I'm 100% all in with God but I know that other people aren't but they do have some type of you know belief system that they follow or or something that they you know kind of centers them and I think like if that's something that helps you then you know more power to you I'm not gonna be the one to be like you know shove it down your throat kind of thing but that's just personally like what settles my soul and helps me is that something that you really lean on when it comes to your anxiety too? Like, I know for me, I had a point in my life where um, after my cousin mm-hmm. passed away, I just didn't, like, my anxiety and my depression just took mm-hmm. over and I couldn't see through mm-hmm. it, you know? Like, I was very depressed as 18 right. dealing with death for essentially not the first time, but, like, the biggest right. part of me 
was my relationship with my cousin. So, like, I think that's where I noticed a lot more that depression was real. So, is that something that helps you? Um, it wasn't always. Like, your faith? It wasn't always, because I remember. Mm -hmm. So, for me, like, I... I didn't always think that I had, like, depression or anything. Like, I always knew that I had anxiety. Um, and it wasn't until Tampa had actually passed away that I mm-hmm. kind of realized that things were worse. And my mom thought it was, like, kind of grief. And I had kind of thought it was grief, too. And then I had gotten to a point mm. where she was like, I think you need to go to counseling. But I don't think you need grief counseling. I think you just need counseling. And at first I was kind of offended. I was like, well, what does that mean? Um, so I had gone yeah. and I'd kind of realized like, yeah, like I was really upset. Um, but I had kind of always been upset. And that's when I kind of started questioning mm-hmm. if anything. Because um, I had gone through, you know, three passing um, within a year. And all of them were pretty close to each other. And it, uh, it really shook me. Yeah. And I remember just kind of like okay. yelling like yelling at the world and like yelling at God and being like, where are you? Like, you know, my whole life I've, um, I've been good. I've been faithful. I've been, I've served you. I've, I've gone to church. I've done the, you know, the, not to say basic, but the basic Christian, you know, girl things where it's like, I felt like I was so faithful and I didn't feel like he was mm-hmm. listening and I, I was angry. Yeah. But then something in me was just like, but this is going to strengthen you. Like if anything, like I felt like I had no one to go to, but when I I was in those moments, I found myself watching uh, like sermons or reading my Bible and listening to worship music and stuff. Um, And that's kind Mm -hmm. of, so at first, no, but as I kind of developed and realized like God's going to give you trials for sure. um, But you can't do it by yourself and whether, and he's going to be faithful in that and whether it's, um, people that he puts in your life or just scripture that he places in your heart that you end up reading. Um, and I kind of, but it wasn't always my mindset. Um, I kind of had to, I kind of had to have it thrown. I like to say that God RKO's us. Um, I definitely feel like he RKO's us. Wrestling. I just, let's just be real. Wrestling I, know, I know, I know. I knew you would ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've always kind of said that, like that he RKO's us with his, you know, with his grace and, um, I feel like maybe a year after my diagnosis, that's when he was like, all right, I've been here. You've been yelling. I've been here listening. And at this point, you just kind of have to surrender yeah. and just realize that you can't do this by yourself. And I was really trying to, and I couldn't. Yes, I think I think it's such a good thing to let people know, mm-hmm. too. Like, we all have our little niche right. when we have to deal with like those moments and we have to deal with those anxieties or mm-hmm. depression it, those those things are real like I I think it's a great that you have that relationship with your mom that your mom's like I think you need real therapy not just grief right. therapy but real therapy where I have been blessed with a very open-minded mm-hmm. family I don't think that they necessarily understand my mm-hmm. um I think they also thought it was really big grief. Right. Like, I was just dealing with the passing of my cousin. But, like, as time went on, like, my dad was more interactive right. with me than the rest of my family. Mm-hmm. He kind of he kind of was the person that's like, okay, well, what is this you're feeling? Why are you feeling yeah. this? Like, he started making me understand, like, asking those questions to my cast. Mm-hmm. When they're having those right. moments, like, this is the perfect opportunity to take what we've learned and kind of educated people, educate people right. on it. That's one of the reasons why I did this podcast. Right. I wanted more people to have those conversations. See, and I, th- I think that's like, so important. Yes. Because like, mm-hmm. yeah, my mom was the one who pointed out that like, Hey, maybe you, you know, you just need someone to talk to. But I think it was a lot because yeah. she, she, she doesn't, she doesn't understand. Um, my mom doesn't have, you know, any, kind of really mental illnesses or anything so for her mm-hmm. and like I said like I've, I've been very lucky my whole life like I've been very blessed um my mom is a single mom so I didn't always have like the you know traditional family you know life but I've been very lucky to a point where like I always had what I wanted or what I needed um my mom always provided for me and my mm-hmm. siblings 
So I think for her, she was always confused, like, okay, well, like, why is she still so sad? Why is, you know, why is this not connecting? And I think for her, she would, she, um, she kind of, not that she grew up in, like, a hostile environment, but more of a, like, suck it up, like, it's okay. Yes. It's fine. Like, you're fine. Yes. Um, And so she didn't really understand at first when it was just like, oh, I'm depressed. She was like, okay, but why? And it's like, I, (laughs) why are you asking me? I wish I knew. Um, But um, I, I, what do you think I'm asking those questions for? (laughs) And then it's like, I, I actually remember the day that I think that she finally like realized, like, oh, like she, she really can't control this. Like she really, this is really beyond, you know, her own, not necessarily mental capacity, but beyond what like she can do by herself kind of thing. And it was a really like a really big turning point so now we kind of have this thing where it's like okay we get to you know we'll dwell we'll be sad but then tomorrow we're gonna wake Mm -hmm. up and it's gonna be a great day and we kind of set that mindset and it's really helped me a lot because not not that it makes it necessarily go away but it um it helps to see that she supports me and even though she doesn't understand it she wants to be there in a way Mm -hmm. that she can Oh, yeah, and I think that's one great thing about, like, parents in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I, I'm very blessed because, not saying, like, it, my dad was probably the more heavy on the, we should probably look into, like, I was very open about wanting to go back mm-hmm. to therapy. Like, I think therapy, for just about anything, is very helpful. Like, it's helped me with um, my relationships. It's helped me with um, dealing with my cousin right. passing away, it was it was such a good thing. And so when I went back two mm-hmm. years ago, um, or three years ago, I had a good conversation with my therapist. He's like, you know, what is it that makes you happy? Mm-hmm. Is it making other people happy, or is it because you're just happy? And I was like, I think making other people happy is like, well, there's yeah. a problem. Like, what if they're not happy? What if you can never mm-hmm. make them happy? He's like, that's what triggers your anxiety. It's just, if you can't help someone, you think that it's the end right. of the world, you know? And so I think having that one parent or having mm-hmm. a parent in right. general, basically advocating for you to do something and not to do it, like not to make the um, the choice right. for you. It's you making the choice, but then giving you that push to be like, wait, what am I supposed right. to do? Like, but it gives you that inner strength, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's something that is very much a blessing. I think so too. And that's something I know later, I think later on in the podcasting world, um, we will have to branch that and talk about how parents and their interaction with a child with depression or a child with um, anxiety, because I feel like that's such a broad and open topic that, a needs to be researched more, and then, I mean, I could talk about my firsthand accounts for the rest yeah. of my life. Like, Same. I've been very lucky, but like having the insightfulness of other people that haven't necessarily mm-hmm. been as lucky and how they've turned yeah. out. I always say like therapy is like the best thing for me, but like for someone else, I know uh, one of our one of my friends is like, mm, I don't see the point in therapy. I feel like it's just talking, paying someone to talk to when I could do that to a friend. Mm-hmm. I was like. Yes, but that person can make such an educational right. report and right. help you. And then at the same time, like, your friends are just, like, I love my friends. And I know that I have plenty of people, like, obviously, like, you and then, like, other friends that I have that I can completely vent to. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're going to tell you not necessarily what you, like, want to hear. But they're, you know, they're going to, oh, it's, like, it's okay. Like, your feelings are valid. Everything, you know, is going to be great. But then as in, yes. like, with, with therapy and, like, trained professionals, they're, yeah, they're going to reassure you, too, and they're going to, you know, your brain is making you feel this way, but they're also going to yes. be able to help you, like, healthily cope, and your friends, unless your friend yes. is a licensed therapist, they cannot help you with that. I'm going to be real. One of my friends actually is going to school to be a therapist, so he's the only one, like, I will actually <laughs> legit okay. talk okay. to about it. Because he actually, right. like, is studying this I stuff. Was too. But, like, I yeah. get what you're saying. Like, Yeah, I was. Really? Before I came That's... out 
to California, I had actually just stopped. Well, not necessarily stopped my psychology degree. because I was still going to get my degree in psychology, but I had switched over to um, uh, childhood, no, not childhood education, uh, basically to be a, a middle school, high school teacher. But I was still getting my degree in psychology. Is it? Did you want to go into psychology because of your past? Because I found myself wanting to be a teacher because I knew what it was like to like go through school with like mental mm-hmm. health issues and no one taking it seriously. Honestly, like that's why I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. Honestly, I wanted to do psychology. Like I went into psychology. Um, I literally chose my major the day before I started school, my freshman year of college. Um, because I didn't know what I wanted to do and originally it was actually to go into social work because I was obsessed with the show The Fosters and um, they talked a lot about you know actual issues within the system and um, I have a lot of close friends um, especially who are older like older people in the church who were part of you know foster care and they were they were foster parents and I saw their struggles and I was like man like I want to be part of fixing the system and then I realized like I care too much because you can tell like Mm -hmm. you know me when I am passionate about something or when I love what I'm doing I become like Mm -hmm. very very passionate about it I don't I I don't have a black or like or what like I don't know like how do I how do I describe that I'm just very passionate like when I love something I love it it's not just like, oh, yeah, this is yeah. something I enjoy. So, like, I I had too much. I would be able to take myself out of those kids. Like, yeah. I would want to be a part of their life. No, I get that. Um, so I kind of went into counseling where it was like, oh, yeah, like, I can be part of these people's lives. And it's my job. Um, but then I had kind of started working at schools as well as, well as going to school. Um, and that's mm-hmm. when I realized, like, oh, I want to be a teacher, but then I was in between teacher and school psychologist, but um, ultimately landed on teacher. I think, I think our, I think I agree, like, it kind of shapes you when you go through stuff like right. that, and you're like, you know, mm-hmm. I want to make a difference. Right. I want to change right. the, I change the course. and like how you said, you want to be, mm-hmm. I want someone to be better than what I had. Right. You know, I want to be better than what I had at the end of the day exactly. because I want to be a better teacher than what I had. Right. And totally off topic, but like, I think it also proves that people with mental health issues, not even issues, struggles, mm-hmm. I think can show the world that, yes, I have anxiety. Yes, I get really sad sometimes and I can't get out of this little funk for a minute, mm-hmm. but I can make a really good teacher I can chart your child's course the right right. way well and I think that's something that's so important is that um there's this stigma behind you know people with anxiety and depression that all they do is you know wimp away or you know they just spend their days in bed it's like no like it's something that you live with every day you know and it doesn't it doesn't stop my life um I had a I had a friend uh, a mentor in life and she, she, she used her husband as an example. It's like, um, you know, Caleb has scoliosis, but he doesn't let it stop him from doing things. So he has scoliosis, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he isn't scoliosis. He's just someone who lives with it. Or it's like, I'm, yeah. I'm depressed and I have depression, but I'm not going to let depression have me. My life doesn't yeah, stop. That's exactly something. Yeah. My mom to this day I used to always tell people like if there's never been an advocate for me it's or who's always been an advocate for me it's my mom Mm -hmm. like I have ADD right and teachers used to say oh well she has ADD she can't do much and I was like do not let anyone ever tell you your your ADD affects you and you can't do anything else do not let that define you because that is not who you are it's what you have yes you take a little bit more time on things right but you will not be defeated by right. ADD. And that's something that I think everyone in the mental health community, the the people with anxiety, mm-hmm. OCD, anything that like they think will stump right. you themselves, it's not necessarily going to stump you. Like I think you and I are very good living proofs of dealing with it and having to move on from yeah. it. You know, mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to let depression or anxiety define me because I work in an environment that, let me tell you, we have to be happy. Yeah, we do. Like, all the time. Our, our tagline is literally happy place on earth. Yeah. Literally, tagline here, happiest place on earth. So it wouldn't help if any of their cast members were, like, sad and mopey right, and whatever. Right. Although there's a common myth. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, back of house, you get to be, and that's not true. Yeah. No. That's and, a like, lot I of guests. What it, <laughs> but you know what I mean like we just out of stock with a smile that's that is fair that's probably one of the hardest things to do is, it is oh do you want that that that's hard to tell you no we do sorry, not sorry we've been no out way. of it for like three months nope sorry we don't make that anymore right <laughs> yeah, but like you know what I mean like it's, yeah it's we're very good about having to say yes we live with these things mm-hmm. yes we go through these things mm-hmm But let me tell you, like, we're not defined by that. Like, I think that a lot of people would be very shocked to know that you and I live with depression or anxiety. Like, if we were open about it, I think people would be very shocked because you and I have been very good about being, like, the happy-go-lucky, our cast can come to us, people come to us. Like, it's because we have that perception. A lot of people would be very shocked to know when they hear this, if they ever listen, that we live with it. And we're able to, like, move on from that. Yeah. It's not defining us who we are. Right. And that's why, like, when I did have that conversation with Alondra, I was really hesitant to even, like, tell her. Because I never want it to be an excuse. Mm -hmm. I never want someone to look at me and be like, oh, like, she has depression. Like, it's like, yes, like, I have this imbalance and it's not fun. But, like, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want myself to be bigger than it. I am bigger than it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, I am, most of the time, I am, like, a pretty happy person. Um, I joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. I kind of have a dark. I do a lot. But to me, like, that makes me feel better. Like, I'd rather you be laughing with me than at me. Yeah, very much. Very true. Very, very <laughs> so I joke about it a lot, and people are like, "I would rather oh my, Sabrina," and I'm like, "No, no, no! Like, it's okay. Like, I'm laughing, so it's okay that you're laughing with me." Yeah. Just don't laugh at no, me. No, just don't laugh at just me. Just understand, there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm joking about that, it, it's okay. But if you're I making it's, a joke, it's kind of it, you're you're joke. We're gonna have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's something Sorry. that I'm. I'm very happy we were able to do this. Like, yeah, same. I'm very happy that I'm able to like spread that message and then get everyone's like input. It's not right. just me telling you how I'm living my life. No. It's mm-hmm. getting people like my friend Sabrina or, you know, next week I'm going to probably have one of my other friends and right. getting that moment where we can have this straight up discussion mm-hmm. and not have to feel like what's everyone going to think. Right. Okay, well, if you didn't already know I have anxiety, there's a problem because I'm very open about it. Right. Like, I think every manager knows right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, if it, I'm very open about right. it. And sometimes, like, I'm so used to people saying you should hide it. You right. shouldn't show it because if you show it, then people can use it. I don't care. Right. If you have to use my anxiety as a, a, um, a fighting word, right. then that seems to be a problem with you, not yeah, me. Yeah, that's a you thing. And that's why, like, that's a problem with you. I don't, I don't got a problem right. with you. But you know what I mean? And I really appreciate you yeah. taking time and having this amazing discussion. And I can't wait to have you back. <laughs> I think when I want to talk about um, uh, family and uh, anxiety, I think I really want you to come back. Yeah. And chat because I think you and I both kind of have like different. Yeah, we have big differences to our family. Oh, for sure. Because like, and just a, oh just yeah, a small and teaser. Think... Like Hispanic culture does not see <laughs> mental illness as a thing. So that's that's a fun. That's, it's fun. <laughs> Jersey culture, same thing. You know, New Jersey. Uh, like my mom, and my dad love them. Right, love my mom, but you know that is not yeah. a topic of discussion. No at you know Thanksgiving yeah. dinner but you know I feel like you and I would be very good to have a conversation so, yeah. on so I would love to have you back yeah. you know and thank you for being my first uh interview and thank you for anyone that's listening yeah. uh for my first show 
let's here's hoping for round two yes, yes, yes. next week. Um, so I know this is nerve wracking. <laughs> let me tell you, panic attack before I even did this. And so, yes, major panic. Like <laughs> this is an anxiety essential. Right. Putting up a podcast and you know having people listen to your voice. <laughs> So terrifying. See, and I feel like even that is showing know, that everyone's it, anxiety is different too. Because you were like, I'm ex- like I'm nervous to talk. And I was like, I'm excited talking about myself. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's it's a great thing for people to see also. <laughs> um, any listener out there oh, that yeah. has a anxiety or right. depression issue, like you are getting a chance to see two people that completely different spectrums oh, yeah. of anxiety. Completely. Not oh, not completely, but like yeah. you know, we have different ends of the spectrum but we're trying to go out of our comfort zone to inform other people what could be the possibility of getting out of these issues or struggles right I hate saying issues because I feel like it's such a negative connotation like struggle I'd rather be struggling than be an issue to someone yeah personally no I I like that yeah but I think that's a better way but thank you and I appreciate and I can't wait to post this. So uh, <laughs> I will talk to you later. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.